This week I had a real opportunity, and actually when I say this week, I'm literally speaking about yesterday and today. I have had a real powerful opportunity to revisit how mindful mindfulness practice as well as mindful coping practice, how much these practices have helped me and continue to help me not only when times are just, you know, when things are okay and I might be just dealing with, you know, some some thought that's in my head or some way in which I'm reacting to someone for some reason. And that's all very normal. I think all of that is something that, you know, is very human and very typical and very normal. I can't speak for everyone, but I know for myself and for everyone that I have worked with, this is generally a, a very common thing. This week, I have had an opportunity to really realize and reap the benefits of the these practices when things are really, really difficult and I am in what I refer to, I wouldn't say it's emotional free fall, but it has definitely been a very difficult couple of days emotionally. And not to go into the details, and not that really, not that they really matter, because that's just what happened or what is happening. But in this case, there have just been some family related. There is some family related stress and some difficult moments in terms of you know things regarding fear and regarding uh, just you know the interpersonal dynamics amongst family members. And sometimes those situations can get really, really tense. And when someone's well-being is at stake, the uh, things get really, really serious really quick. And thankfully, there is no emergency. Thankfully, uh, everyone is going to be okay in a general sense. But sometimes in, with things like this, there are moments in time where we just don't really know whether things are going to come out all right or not. And it's a lot of times I find that it's during these kinds of situations and during times like this when what you know not only am i dealing with the stress of what is actually going on i wish sometimes that it was as simple as dealing with just that stress just what is actually happening trying to respond in the healthiest way trying to be as mindful as an and as aware as i possibly can be and to keep my perspective and to be able to do all those things what i have found for for myself over the long haul has been that i have needed very much and have wanted to sustain mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice if it was just about dealing with the situation at hand life would be so much more simple but i i have found that for me it is just not realistic and most people that i've worked with and have talked to about this there are really two different you know when things are happening like this when there is stress when there is difficulty when there is uncertainty it's it is also very very much about what it is that i'm thinking about the feelings that are coming up for me whatever emotions i am going through whatever energy emotional energy is going through me and there can be sometimes different emotions going on all at the same time and then not only am i dealing and and if i'm not careful if i'm not aware what i find is that i'm not only dealing with what's happening right now but i'm also in some cases if i'm not careful in, in keeping an eye on what my thinking is going on in my mind 
with what my what it is that I'm thinking about my feelings and my the emotions that I'm experiencing. Uh, I can also go back in time and I can be triggered by things like this or even somewhat similar to this that happened in the past. Any insecurities, any what I refer to as unfinished business that I have emotionally speaking, sometimes also referred to as emotional baggage. And it doesn't all have to be from past trauma. It can even be just from some things that happened or maybe they happened repetitively and there's some sort of pattern in our past lives. And if I haven't resolved those things, if I haven't healed those things, then I'm going to be dealing with not only, you know, my experience of what's going on in the here and now, but I'm also going to be dealing with being triggered with these memories and with this this past stuff that I've not really necessarily dealt with and healed it properly. And I say that and I really I feel like I was kind of repetitive but it maybe it's just because that's maybe an important point and I'm just going to trust in this case. But what I'm finding is is that and of course when I talk when I speak about healing, I also find that you know practicing mindfulness and mindful coping in of themselves can help to a certain degree to heal. It's not going to do all the work. I realize if I have things that I'm dealing with in terms of emotional baggage or things, you know, unfinished business emotionally, there are other healing modalities. And I think that that's something that I'm not in any position to recommend or tell anyone what is best. But essentially what I found is, is that mindfulness practice just in of itself is not going to necessarily heal those things. It is going to help me get out of my own way when I'm struggling with those things that are coming up in a given moment that where I'm getting in my own way and in most cases making things more difficult for myself than I need to and this last couple of days has been a perfect example in fact I even found myself the way that I'm feeling right now all you know albeit while I am not necessarily feeling a lot of the stress right now because those things have started to you know that stress has started to ebb things are you know that were causing some uncertainty and causing some fear and some difficulty uh, are starting to get resolved there and they're resolving you know in some cases resolving themselves in some cases they're being dealt with by the people that need to deal with those things in terms of the, the the people in this situation that are having struggles i just happen to be related to these people and just happen to be someone who cares about them and someone that is having a hard time watching them struggling and suffering and it's very personal and there again i realize i don't want to say that that's wrong for these things to be very personal when there are people that we care about and love and want the best for them and when we're seeing them hurting whether it's physically or emotionally or it could be both it can get very very difficult very quickly because of what i mentioned previously that i can feel things emotionally in terms of my responses to my loved ones or the people that I care about going through emotional and or physical difficulties. But at the same time, it is also the fact that I, I'm also having thoughts about this, that whatever I'm feeling is giving rise to emotional reactions within me. And there are not only the thoughts that are coming up, in a lot of cases, those thoughts are thoughts about worry and about, oh my gosh, what are we going to do if this doesn't get better? What are we going to do if this happens? And all the speculating about, you know, is this ever going to get better? 
And then there's that tendency to, and I admit it, and I want to be completely transparent about this, that it can also give rise to feeling like a victim and feeling like that we're stuck in situations with people that we love and care about. And I don't want to beat myself up emotionally or judge myself for that or anyone else. I want to have compassion on my, you know, on myself and on anyone who's going through this because sometimes the thoughts, it's, it's hard enough to experience these emotions of fear and of doubt and, uh, of, you know, feeling, feeling the uncertainty and the tenuousness of these things. But it's the, what makes it so much harder is that if I'm not careful and I'm not paying attention to how I'm thinking, what my self-talk is like, what's happening is my thinking is out of control. And if I'm in the habit of reacting to uncertainty and difficulty and seeing other people in pain and struggling in some way, mentally or physically or both, I am going to put myself in a position where then I am struggling too. And that is some of what, in, in, in being completely transparent, the past 48 hours, I have done some of this. And I have put myself in a really difficult situation because I knowingly, and I admit, even though I've done mindfulness practice and I've engaged in this practice and in mindful coping practice for decades, I'm still human. And that is a point that I want to make very emphatically. I'm not immune to this. I'm as susceptible to this as anyone else and anyone else who practices. You know, we're wired sometimes. Well, no, we're not wired sometimes. We're wired to generally have these sort of unconscious reactions, (coughs) excuse me, without thinking. And this is really about, I can't make this go away. I can't, I'm going to be human. I'm going to sometimes respond in ways that are based and rooted in fear and in stress and in doubt. And what I want to do is I don't want to try to brace against that. I don't want to try to fix or improve myself so that I don't do that. Because while it sounds wonderful and it sounds great, I would love to be able to undertake some sort of program and get myself to a place where I'm just numb or immune to the pull or the call to respond to something because I my heart is caring about someone and there's going to be fear there and there's going to be concern. And in a lot of cases, there's going to be thoughts about those feelings. And I don't want to change myself or numb myself out where I'm not having those feelings because I want to be able to be human. And, and at the same time, though, I know that there are different ways of regulating these things uh, with medication with therapy, with, you know, practicing mindfulness, practicing mindful coping, all different types of meditative uh, exercises that could involve physical movement and different things that are undertaken with physical and or mental effort. So there's a whole host of things that can be done. And in my case, I have those, those few things that I do, but at the core of what it is that I utilize to help me cope is mindfulness practice and mindful coping. And I'm not saying that it's the be-all, end-all of everything or that it's, you know, it is the one thing because at the end end of the day, there is no real one thing. But if I had to choose the one thing that I don't want to give up, that I don't want to stop utilizing and stop practicing, I believe this would be it. And the reason that that is, 
is because I was able to pull myself out of a literal, not just a figurative, a literal emotional tailspin. I found myself yesterday going through all kinds of gyrations emotionally. I really wasn't any good for myself or anyone else. And it is, it can be very daunting when you've undertaken a practice to try to not let these things happen and to try to assist with not getting carried away about what I'm thinking, about what I'm feeling. But I want to, I feel like it is beneficial and hopefully very healing and beneficial for others to hear that even with these practices, I still do sometimes find myself in an emotional meltdown. I still find myself in an emotional tailspin. I find myself believing everything that I'm thinking about what I'm feeling and to the point of shutting myself down emotionally. The good news is that the more that I have practiced not letting these thoughts shut me down emotionally or physically, the more that I've practiced not getting carried away with what I'm thinking, the more that I've practiced not getting uh, so overly identified in myself being the hapless victim of a situation in life that I can't completely control, the good news is that at some point I catch myself. And it's very, very simple. It doesn't take anything really complicated. All I really had to do yesterday, and I've continued to do it today, is to just calmly and impartially, without judgment, without thinking of myself as a broken person, without thinking of myself as someone that has something wrong with them, without you know seeing myself in any negative light. And I'm not even judging myself for the tailspin that I let myself get into yesterday and the emotional meltdown that I let myself, you know, get underwater emotionally for a while. And I was there. And I, and the thing was, the interesting thing is I knew it. I couldn't fool myself. It became very apparent very quickly that this is where I was and I had let myself knowingly get into this place. And sometimes when things are really really scary, really tenuous and we are just completely beside ourselves, with a lot of strong emotions, even if I know that, that, that I'm letting myself do this to myself and making it worse by all of the thinking that I'm doing about it, all of my reactions to these things that I'm believing and I'm identifying as the person who's struggling and I'm identifying as the person that's broken and in pain and that I, you know, all the thoughts about how I just can't take it and I can't deal with it. You know, I'm reinforcing this myself. That's probably the most important thing I can say today is that once the genie's out of the bottle, so to speak, you know, once the train has left the station, as they say, I can't fool myself anymore. I want to be responsible and I want to be able to hold myself responsible. And I know that when I'm doing this and I am allowing myself to indulge in this stuff, and sometimes as a human being, I'm going to do that. And the reasons why I, I don't even think really matter. I have, in the past, I've thought about that to a certain degree when I have engaged in a practice that allows me to not be susceptible to all of the self-defeating thoughts that I'm having. Why would I let myself go down this rabbit hole? Why would I let myself do this? And I don't have any answers for that. The only thing I can really say is, and I don't even know if it's an answer, but it's the only thing I've really got. So I wanna to try to offer up something is that I'm human. And there's no point in me trying to figure out the why. 
I think the only thing, and in fact, I have a very close friend who said that to me a couple of weeks ago, and now it's just coming to me as I started to say it, and I'm repeating what he said to me. And he said, it's not so, you know, we get to a point in life where we engage in this practice to where really the whys no longer become, or they're no longer important. Why am I struggling? Why is this going on? Why do I keep repeating the same uh, old, tired, uh, unhelpful, unhealthy behavior over and over again? It's all about the what and the how of putting myself in a position where I'm empowered to not do it. And so with mindfulness practice, and admittedly, it was very, very hard for me to to pay attention to my thoughts yesterday because they weren't, you know, they, it didn't feel good. I did not like to have to sit with the thoughts that I was having yesterday because they were horrible and they were negative and they were dark and it doesn't feel good to be an impartial witness or an impartial observer. That's ultimately what meditative practices do and mindfulness practice being a meditative practice is all about enabling us to become an impartial observer of our thoughts, to become an impartial witness. And when there can't be anything that hits more close to home than witnessing our own thoughts and seeing our own unhealthiness, seeing our own ineffective choices to continue to believe what we're thinking about, what we're feeling when we know that it's those thoughts that are making it so difficult for us to cope. And I'm letting those thoughts ruin my day. I mean, and and the thing is, I can't, I don't want to try to stop having them. It sounds great. It sounds completely logical. It's just not practical. So what I found is that the more I try to stop them, the more I'm going to have them because I'm putting all of my focus and attention on them. And whatever I put most of my focus and my attention to, I'm also putting a lot of my energy towards it. And it's just going to perpetuate that action to continue, at least for me and with many, many people that I've worked with and have talked to about this. So the only thing I can really do is if the thoughts are going to happen, I'm going to let them happen. And even if the thoughts are not healthy, if they're not beneficial, if they're not helpful, that's just what's happening right now. And mindfulness practice helps teach an acceptance and an embracing of this is where we find ourselves, this is what's going on. And whether I like it or not, I can certainly try to make more effective choices, but I can't fix it all right in the moment when it doesn't feel good. That's going to be something that's going to take some time. And I can also overwhelm myself with how am I ever going to fix this if I'm so overwhelmed by my thoughts, I feel completely shut down. How am I ever really going to get myself in a better mind space? And the only way I can do that is to live each moment, to breathe in and out, to watch my thoughts, to not be overwhelmed by them, to embrace them, to just accept and sit with them that this is just what is happening right now. And this practice, these practices, mindfulness practice and mindful coping practice are what has enabled me to be able to do that. And I can sit here and say that it has not been easy to get through the past 48 hours. And I am still, even as I speak these words, feeling very tired and very, uh, uh, you know, still somewhat overwhelmed by all of the emotions running through my body the past 48 hours. And my mind is so unbelievably tired from all of the excessive 
uh, thinking that I have been doing, but I can't change it. This is, you know, how I reacted. This is how I responded. The good news is at some point yesterday, I began to become aware of these thoughts. I began to be aware of the fact that I was not making it any easier on myself. And as I started to be, you know, kind of come back to the here and now to return back, I was no, I was no longer wrapped up, wrapped up off somewhere else in my own head. I was finally here and able to really impartially begin to pay attention to these thoughts. And it was yucky. It was ugly. But this is what was going on. And at some point, I just realized, okay, this is what I'm doing. I'm going to continue to keep watching it, even as ugly and as heavy as it is. And at some point, finally, the thoughts slowed down. And then they stopped. And, and, And the less that I believed them. And all it really took was for me to pay attention to them. And some of it I didn't have, I did not have the luxury yesterday in the middle of the day when I was working and had, uh, you know, other responsibilities. I uh, did not have the luxury of being able to, uh, to just stop everything. And I didn't. There were times when I felt like just wanting to just throw my hands up and just, and it was hard. I admit it. it was, it's difficult to do what we need to do when we are emotionally shut down. And I don't have any magic bullet for that or any magical answer to lift all that heaviness off of someone who's going through that. For me, the only thing I've been able to do, and it's, it is a practice, is to just pay attention to my thoughts, to be aware of the fact that I am the one thinking them. And I don't have to believe them. They're just simply thoughts. I don't have to own them. All, all I really have to do is just let them pass. And eventually it did, as it always does because I was no longer giving them energy. I was no longer doing anything to continue or perpetuate this cycle or being locked in a loop of these endless self-defeating thoughts about what was going on. And I noticed at some point things started to feel lighter. And it's, it's, my mother used to always tell me as a child, because I struggled with chronic depression all of my life, when I really found myself in situations like this, and this is many years before I even knew about mindfulness practice, and, and it felt like things were never going to get better. And she would always say to me, you know, Jeffrey, the sun is going to come out again. I promise you. And she was right. The sun generally did come out again. And maybe that was the only thing that there was available to me at that time because I had not availed myself. I didn't, I'm not that I'm faulting myself. I just didn't know about this practice. And at that time, I don't know how many people, you know, in the United States knew about this when I was a child. So the best thing is now if I want the sun to come out again, the beautiful part about this is I have, I'm, I'm empowered to do something so that the sun does come back out again. I can't make it happen right away. I can't conjure it up. I can't force it. But the best thing for me to be able to do is in emotionally speaking is to get myself on a more solid footing, to get myself in a, on, on, a, in a, on a more stable footing. And it's going to take some time for those, for those what we refer to as negative emotions or dark emotions. They have subsided, and I can feel them, and they have been subsiding since yesterday. But it's, it takes time, and it is a process. And so I want to share that and with anyone in a very compassionate way that, you know, we can't just make all this stop. As soon as we become aware of it, we can't just hit the brakes or pull an emergency brake and make it all stop. It's just not that easy. Uh, what I found is, is that I have to be able to kind of allow, you know, this thing, whatever it is, these, these self-defeating thoughts, these dark emotions, these negative emotions, whatever you want to call them, they have momentum and it takes a little time. So I'm going to have to, 
if I'm going to heal this, if I'm going to get past this, I'm going to have to be here even if I don't like how it feels. And the only way that I can be here now is essentially to practice mindfulness and ultimately mindful coping. And really mindful coping ultimately is just a byproduct of practicing mindfulness. In other words, if I practice mindfulness and pay attention to my thoughts and no longer believe them and no longer identify with them and no longer continue to feed these self-defeating thoughts, I am instantly can start coping more effectively. Now, it's not going to turn around just completely right away, but I'm going to put myself in a position to more effectively cope with what's in front of me. And the more that I practice, it's just like anything else. It, you know, it will build over time. And I will find myself coping with things that used to completely debilitate me. But it is a process and it is a long road. But I know that looking back now, it's the one thing that I feel like has really saved my life. And it's been worth the effort. It's been worth the energy expended to be an impartial observer of my thoughts and to witness them and to be able to look at them with a little bit of distance between myself and the thoughts and not identify so closely with them. And it does feel a little strange at first if someone is just starting this practice. It is sometimes very it's kind of an odd feeling to stand back even with just even a few millimeters distance, so to speak, between ourselves and our thoughts, our self-concept or our ego and these thoughts that we're having. But I, will, I would want to encourage anyone that is even just starting this practice or thinking about starting this practice that I can honestly say in my mind and in the people that I've worked very closely with, it is worth the energy. It is worth what it takes to sit with things that are dark and yucky and difficult sometimes because it's part of the process of separating myself from them and not identifying with them. And once I can let those things go and not cling to them so much, it's easier for me to keep, to cope. And after a couple of, of days of some really rough emotional weather, I know I'm already in a much better position than I would be if I had not undertaken these practices and sustained them over the long term. It's literally saved my life.